Welcome to Inside the House podcast episode 13. Today we have Aikens Consultancy, Simon Akers, uh, Ben and Cordium. Um, some really good tips and tricks on recruitment, how you can find good staff and what they do to help assist it. We've also got training, apprenticeships, tips on training, what's going on in the industry and uh, also some really good little bits about social media, so the use of YouTube, uh, Facebook advertising, etc. So uh, hopefully you'll tune in like this and share it, recommend it. Any comments, please leave us comments. We want to fit a bit of feedback on the uh, podcast and any ideas. If you want to get in the podcast, give us a shout. So today on Inside the House, we are joined today with Simon Akers, um, Ben and Cordian from Akers Consultancy. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Just, uh, Simon, just to kick off, um, <coughs> obviously you set up uh, Aikens Consultancy early part of 2019, is that correct? Correct. Yes, perfect. Um, and just give us a little bit of background about yourself, where you, where you sort of come from. Okay, so, so for me, I started my career in retail management with the John Lewis Partnership, mm-hmm. and that company, fantastic company in terms of training. So I think in terms of where we are now, that gave me a very, very good grounding. Mm-hmm. All about customer service too, Darren. So from there I went to uh, B2B into um, appliances, kitchens, um, sinks and taps with the PGH group. And from memory they were doing about 100 million turnover at the time. From there to uh, kitchen furniture specialising in um, two brands that they were offering. And then on to Amiga PLC. Mm-hmm. So Amiga, great company, was there for 20 years and um, formerly, formerly the uh, group sales director. Yep. And now set up um, Acres Consultancy based on the fact that we understood there was a market gap mm-hmm. in terms of people saying, well, where do I get um, people, good people from? Um, where do I send people for training? Or, and by the way, my website I did 10 years ago and it needs to be updated. Where do I find someone who can do that for me? Yeah. So for me, it was definitely a market gap, and that was an opportunity. Yeah. From, well, so when I looked through it, I could see you had a really good retail experience. Obviously, that's a good grounding with the training as you just said. And then I, I saw the, the, the transition, and then I thought, ah, straight into can set his own business up as consultancy and that. And I thought, ah, oh, there's obviously you identified a gap, which you quite rightly said. Yeah. And, and you know, we've talked about it on the podcast several times now, but there is a gap in training, uh, especially in the merchant inn, for, for sort of my background. Oh. And there's a lot of people who've sort of, uh, a lot of merchants struggle to get good staff. Oh. And very often it can come from young people, older people, change of career, whatever it oh. may be. And so for me, I, I was really interested in... Um, why you set it up, so that, that was good, yeah, sure. nice intro. Sure. Um, KBSA chairman, I wanted to know a bit yeah, of that, because I, I didn't yeah. know much about that. So KBSA is the Kitchen, Bedroom, Bathroom Special Association, and I've been looking after that position for the last 10 years, so I'm retail corporate chairman, basically looking after the 167 retailers. So KBSA is about professional standards, yep. and obviously it's about consumer confidence. So if you're a KBSA High Street approved retailer, then of course when you're talking about your kitchen project or your bathroom or bedroom project, you're saying that you have standards that you adopt and you, you adhere to. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of finding retail, it's very, very important. So again, it's a challenging marketplace. If you're yep. a KBSA member, that can drive additional traffic into showrooms. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to be a member. Yeah, and you say about that, I mean, it is a, it is a great time to, to say, uh, driving traffic via, say, the website, mm. and you mentioned websites. Sure. And for me, when you look at some of the smaller retailers and the kitchen showrooms on the high street, the websites can be not really a reflection of their store. 
Right. And is that the reason why you've mentioned the media side of it to yeah, do I think, websites? I, th I think, I mean, Gordon will talk about it in more detail today, but es essentially a website should be continuously updated. Mm -hmm. And it's very common for people to develop a website from scratch and leave it from 10 years ago, like I said in the introduction, and do nothing with it. Yep. I mean, it's so, so, so important. And many people get it right, but many people get it wrong. So part of our service to our um, our customers, Darren, is to offer a free of charge review and then offer some recommendations for our clients to accept. Okay. And uh, we're growing very nicely. And in fact, Cordian will tell you today in the, in the conversation we've got an extra pair of hands for helping him in terms of the website demands. Okay, that's superb. And I like the slogan, people build businesses. Yeah. I mean, it's a massive, uh, massively important um, part of any business. Uh, if you've got good people around you, then you'll be successful. Um, if people around you um, are not working to the same ethos or to the same direction, then you won't be successful. So in terms of our own recruitment with our own team, we're very careful about that, but equally on the recruitment that we offer, which Ben will cover in more detail, it's so, so key we do the hard work for our clients up front mm -hmm. so we don't waste people's time to get the right people in the right jobs to match job descriptions. Okay, that's really good. Well, just Ben, just quickly then, we're, we're talking about recruitment, and um, you know, how, how do you guys go about, how does anyone go about finding the right person? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh, as Simon covered, we specialise in the KBB and merchant industry. Uh, moving forward, we provide a full service for any of our clients in the industry, mm -hmm. starting from right at the beginning with the attraction um, stage, and that will mean um, meeting with the client first and foremost, making sure we've got a great understanding of what they're looking for, um, their culture of the office or the showroom. And then from there, taking a very detailed job description, moving forward with that, putting an advert out on all our job boards. And from there, attracting the right candidates. And obviously you're gonna get all sorts of CVs that come through, which brings you to the next stage of our recruitment process which would be the selection process. And the selection would be hand-picking or cherry-picking the correct candidate for, obviously, the information we've gathered from the client. After that, we'll fully vet the candidate free of charge, um, and that will bring you on to the final stage. Hopefully, if the candidate's employed, to take us through to the, I say, the after-care that we will provide um, in the retention stage. Yeah. Um, that will build the relationship with the candidate, make sure they're happy with working there, and that will also build the relationship, therefore, with the client as well. Maybe. Okay. And from my point of view, I was thinking, you know, from like getting the right person and really sort of knowing they're going to be right for the business, and I suppose you see lots of different people, would that help you sort of know whether people are genuine? Because these guys are probably selling themselves to get a job. So the, the candidates... Yeah, the candidates themselves. Yeah, obviously, you know, you're yeah, trying to get rid of absolutely. the crap. They're, they're obviously hunting for the job first yeah. and foremost, aren't they? So yeah. why wouldn't they sell you uh, down the river? Yes. But that's where we'll um, use our experience as a team as well. Um, if we know the candidate on the circuit, mm -hmm. if we previously worked with the candidate, uh, we've got a large CRM database full of uh, very successful uh, mm -hmm. candidates um, uh, in the KBB and merchant industry. So with our knowledge, industry knowledge anyway, we should be able to filter out the ones we think might be uh, um, sell selling us a story, I suppose, but we're usually pretty pretty successful in cherry-picking the right candidate. Excellent. One of the, one of the things we do, um, which, which Ben and the team um, will, will, will refer, is we do things called pre-flights. So in terms of um, once that candidate has been accepted as a potential for a client, 
then myself or somebody else on the team will have a second conversation to make sure that is absolutely right for the fit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's probably the most important part um, because we're, we're preparing the candidate from the information our client's given us. We've listened to the client in detail about, you know, the requirements of the role, what they're looking for. Because each client is, is different in their own way. They'll work to a different regime. They'll, um, you know, employ certain types of um, candidates, whether it be a branch manager, whether it be a kitchen designer, um, to fit their company culture. And that's uh, ideally when we're preparing the candidate, then they're going in with the best uh, knowledge of the role um, mm. for the position and they're yeah. best prepped. I think, I think as, a, as a recruiting manager myself for a few years, I'm absolutely amazed, Darren, about the, um, the expectation of the, the candidate in terms of their preparation for going for a meeting. I mean, I have to say that some are very, very good, but some are absolutely shocking. So my advice to anybody who's looking to, um, to, to potentially change their position is to thoroughly research the company, thoroughly research the individual they're going to see. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about personalities here, and what do you have in common, what are their interests, and how has the company um, progressed in the last few years, and where's the company going? Have you looked at their website? Um, basic stuff that very often just don't get done. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes we give some very, very direct um, feedback back to candidates, which some people like and some people don't, but it's helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, something with um, using uh, recruitment agencies, for me, as you know, as, as you'll know, my opinion has been devil's advocate here. Mm. It is, you know, we've been, I've been a little bit anti it. But one thing that you mentioned before, someone when you come to see us, was to say that, you know, at the minute we're advertising, say, a job board or on social mm. media. But one thing you guys do, and I'm sure Ben obviously involved in this as well, is it's like what well, you mentioned yourself, being headhunted. And, and I think that's mm. some, one consideration that a lot of employers don't take is the fact that the headhunting, they, they can't do that very easily themselves. Yeah. They may have a lot of time, the experience, or even know the people to go and headhunt. Yeah. That's something you said that was yeah, a good absolutely. example. I, I think that's a, that's a great thing to, to suggest, um, Darren. We, we, we do that, and I think um, the best people are not necessarily on the market. Yeah. And I think in any given <coughs> geographical location, you know, you'll all know who the good people are anyway, but very often we will ring a direct approach to a competitor of potentially the, the clients, and we will take that best person with a conversation. But that, there's a skill set involved in doing that, but very often they are our most successful placements. Yeah, and that, that was what that I thought was really interesting for a lot of uh, employers is the fact that, you know, you, you, for us, we wouldn't necessarily go and phone the competitors up and try and speak to no. them directly on the phone. Correct. But for, for you guys, it still is a little bit more ethical for, yeah, to allow you guys to do it. Yeah, and you haven't, you, know, you may be a competitor locally, yeah. you know them yeah. to a certain degree, but yeah. business is business. Yeah, that's that's right. really good. And yeah. you mentioned... No, no, I was just going to say, in, ter in terms of the, the objection about why would you use an agency, well, we always say to people, you know, of course you must do what you've always done and recruit yourself anyway, mm -hmm. but we are additional support and what I guess any company wants is the people build business thing we mentioned earlier mm. is the very, very best person. So, of course, if you've done your own recruitment, you've got five or six people that you think are good for the position, and we have one person that we've recommended which is significantly better, then you're going to potentially choose that person mm. because that makes a difference to the company. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Well, you mentioned about when you do your posting, you put it on the job boards yeah. and you also put it on social. So um, coming over to you, Gordon, with, with the social side of things, just want to tie in a little bit. But uh, how important is social for you guys at Aiken, Aiken Consultancy? I'm glad you asked because um, I was connected with businesses for years. 
in past as well. And uh, I always like to work with people with vision. So I believe um, what, it, what I really like in, in Acres, it was uh, Simon's understanding about this importance of media IT solutions uh, is so high. So he, he knows exactly um, how much all media side is connected with other, other services, with training and uh, recruitment. So that was a good beginning for me because I could utilize my knowledge in Acres about the social media and um, actually media production. And I can support them as well with uh, my IT knowledge. So that's um, how it starts a year yeah. ago. And because we've done well with our PR, media and the staff outside mm -hmm. of our company, we start offering these services as well for other companies mm -hmm. because we, we know how to do this, it works and people notice how you know often we are in all media and other stuff. So understanding this in this time at the moment is very important for businesses mm -hmm. because it's a um, big challenge to uh, go in the front of the others. Mm -hmm. And um, for, for me, if I would start the business anytime as a new, you know, new business doing setup, so I could understand how much important is media and, and website, good website uh, mm -hmm. for my business straight from the beginning. I wouldn't wait any minute. I wouldn't start doing this on end when, you know, when I set up the rest. So that's what Simon did actually. Yeah. So. I mean, what, one if, if, it's, if it's okay, just to just to clarify Cordin's point there, which is a very good point actually. So, for me, um, whilst Cordin offers the services to our clients, for me, Cordin maps it all together for us internally. So, in terms of what Cordin's suggesting there is that if you're a startup business, good good advice here is actually in terms of your costings and your budgets, it's always a good idea to have somebody in house that understands the very, very strong importance of social media mm -hmm. and how that can make a difference to the business, and that's what Cordian does. Yeah, well, we, we've seen it before across um, NBG Buying Group and BMF, mm -hmm. where but some of the merchants, and this is where I think you've done some, something a bit different, is that some of the guys have got like a, you know, an 18-year-old lad on the counter, giving them, oh, you, you, you use a mobile phone, don't you? Uh, can you go and do our Facebook? Or can you go and do our Twitter? Or can you go and do our LinkedIn? Or whatever it may be, our Instagram page. And um, you know, that's where I think it's fundamentally wrong. And they wonder why that doesn't work when they've got an 18-year-old lad who's on the counter, maybe not understanding marketing, not understanding the power of social media, not right. understanding how to produce the right content. Mm -hmm. And that's where obviously the, the, the bits that you guys are proud of, I think, has been superb. You know, the, the videos, the, the conferences you videoed, all the content yeah. you get put, put together. So for me, that's obviously an interesting interesting point, but do you think when you're looking at recruitment and someone's coming to you guys as an agency, but this, obviously they're gonna see you guys, on so they're gonna do their own homework on you guys as the recruitment agency. So how, how do you guys find that? Is it, do you put the word out and try and make yourselves the professional side using the social media as well? Yeah, I think, I think Ben, probably you best to answer on the recruitment side, but very briefly for, from me, what we find is if you put a static picture onto social media, you may get 400 organic impressions, if you put a film, very smart, very short film on social media, you'll get probably 1,500 plus mm -hmm. and growing. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference we found. The film is more engaging for attention, people's mm -hmm. attention, than just, you know, the, yeah, the so, so our, dry text. 
So it's yeah, smart so, to use. So our, our advice is, is I mean, Cordian is, is a great advocate of it. We've all got, as you say, Darren, mobile phones, haven't we? And everyone can take a short film. So our mm -hmm. advice to anybody is actually, if you are putting things on social media, really think about how you could put on social media what you want to say in a film. Would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, it's very easy to skip past a picture, I think, on especially LinkedIn, for example. If you're scrolling down there, it's very easy to go, oh, great. Half the time, they don't even know what it is, whereas people, I find, will take more time to wait to see what the video is, and then they'll get, as you, you'll do, the engagement part of it, um, in, and, and get sucked into the video, and then, obviously, you'll get more content, more views, more shares, more likes. Mm -hmm. And you'll, you'll grow your business that way in terms of recruitment and get your face uh, really uh, posted out there, I suppose. Mm -hmm. yeah. In one of our trainings, Simon shown to the customers some examples of crap websites, which you can still find in the internet. Mm -hmm. Even you have such big competition, people still don't understand you know, how important is a good website. And I got a few months ago the conversation with one of our customers when I tried to explain our vision about his uh, new look, new look of his company outside. So because we built the website for him, and I gave him examples of other websites, we, you know, which he could like with some uh, good films on it, some good film about the company, some good video testimonial and this stuff. And, and then he wasn't sure about the solutions we offer. But now when his website is almost live, he came and he's so happy. He's, mm -hmm. uh, honestly, he's, he understood how important is this video content on his website, how much that makes him different than others. And um, that's the, the moment when, which I really like when the customer satisfaction is so high after mm. we deliver. Mm. It'd, be, it'd be interesting in the future of how much uh, more traffic he gets because he's a more engaging, probably faster, probably more responsive, and the likes of testimonials as well. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned testimonials a couple of times, but you know, as a company, do you find that t testimonials are a good way of getting across the business? I don't know. I give you some, some good uh, picture of testimonial understanding by myself. I came to this country uh, seven years ago and as a photographer and uh, video production guy. And I couldn't get space on the market as long as I didn't get the first customers which gave me the testimonial. Because especially in this country, it didn't work like that in Poland. In Poland, it was just easy to go good advertising to the magazines. It, you, can, you could show your beautiful pictures you take on your website. But in here, recommendation is very important for people. Mm -hmm. So I believe it's, uh, it works and it's worth to do this. And when I understood this, when I started collecting these this recommendations from people, then I got more and more customers. I think, Cordian, you know, from, from my experience in calling on um, kitchen and bathroom merchant um, customers over the years, you know, the old-fashioned testimonials, which, let's face it, are typically letters that people put onto a pin board, you know, that, those companies that actually show those testimonials, customer walks in, mm -hmm. the confidence is very high, and customer walks out, they're still seeing that testimonial, and the confidence is even higher. Yeah. So what Cordian has done is taken that old-fashioned testimonial from a static situation to a film. Exactly, yeah. so now, 100%. so you can imagine I could have, I don't know, 10 fake testimonials on my website with some, you know, different names of customers. Mm -hmm. And people could read this and not really be sure it's, it was real. But now you can just show the live testimonial with real people and the neighbors of these people will recognize them. Okay, I know them, 
I know they bought your this product, so it's it's not fake, it's a real one. So the video it gives just another chance to to show the you know the customer experience. Mm -hmm. And so and it's definitely worth to use this because it's honestly it's cheaper and cheaper at the moment. So you can you know we do this in good prices and uh, with really high standards. So that's if you, if you look at if you look at the. Um, the future of merchandising and the future of retail is, is changing at great knots. So, talking about the films we've spoken about there, you're moving into the arenas of like virtual reality and the customer experience being very, very different. Mm -hmm. I think in five years' time, most UK houses have these virtual reality glasses. 100%. It's a massive thing for the future. So, the industry needs to really wake up to that change because kitchen shelves will become smaller, potentially merchant shelves will become smaller yep. because they'll have the technology available which is again film, which is virtual reality, to show people mm -hmm. their dream kitchen, their dream bathroom in a very, very real way. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be stronger and stronger and stronger. And you can also put, with that as well, you can put them video testimonials into the, the VR sets. Straight away, you can almost be there with the customer looking around their bathroom, and you could even have the story put yeah. together from beginning to end, their old bathroom photograph, talking about that, what their challenges were as a customer. Right through, can't you? So you, ha you have to in business. You have to look at where you are today and think: hey, three years, five years. What's the customer expectation going to be, and where am I going to invest in that technology? What else I would say about the uh, solutions is: uh, so how you look outside on your digital site. I mean, website, social media is important. But other part part of this um, solutions, this um, picture of your business outside. Other side is how much you understand data you can get and how much you under, understand the target you can get in easily using social media like Facebook. And we've got as well this knowledge uh, on board. So I collaborate with very smart person, uh, this guy. And he, for example, he helps our customers understand this data. Mm -hmm. So um, you could uh, use social media just, you know, start shooting and you never not get the target or you can use the smart mm -hmm. and you can get this this target easily using his knowledge for example yeah, so, so for, for our for our um, consultancy services to our, our clients down so we're going to be at the nec next year in march and we'll be offering some very very simple to understand social media solutions and packages We'll be able to offer our clients, mm -hmm. which is very, very clever in terms of exactly what Cordian said there is identifying that target customer and how you engage with that customer. Yeah, nice. And we'll talk about it in layman's terms yep. because the big thing that we get talking to people about social media and the options that are available is that people don't tend to understand the detail, they understand it sort of generically, mm -hmm. but that's where we come in and we want to talk on their, their level. Okay. And most cool. people's level isn't, you know, some IT expert up here. So no, no, it's very, very much like this is what we need big, to target. It's a big thing. The truth is, people, everyone has Facebook today, and everyone thinks I can do my Facebook advert myself. Yeah. And they can spend thousands of pounds and never, never get any um, deals on, on from this, you know, yeah. spending. But knowing how set up the Facebook advertising directly to the market, to this market they use. Mm -hmm. I think it's more important because you can spend less and just get the better results. Definitely, and you can use that obviously for lots of different areas. People people think it's just for their sales of their business, but that could be for recruitment, really trying to find people. Well, I was going to say actually, it's not just for, uh, I suppose, receiving a testimonial. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, 
let's get a testimonial from the client. That's the most important. But I think it's just as important to get a testimonial from a candidate we send over, a successful candidate. How was their experience with us? How has mm. that relationship evolved from, you know, calling them up to meeting with them to, you know, successfully placing them as a branch manager for one of our clients? And then, yeah, pair that with a client testimonial as well. A lot of recruitment companies at the moment will just focus on oh, the client, whereas it's just as important to build a relationship with people you're going to work with, your candidates that could become clients down the road as well, which is equally as important, I think, as well. I mean, we're, I mean we're, on the recruiters, though, we, we always say, Darren, to, um, to our clients is, actually, if you think about it, if people build business which they do, mm -hmm. if you get a very, very good person and they can bring incremental sales or incremental solutions to a business, um, the risk, actually, if let's say there's no position available, the risk is actually more on the candidate than the client. Because of course, the law being the law nowadays, if they don't mm -hmm. perform yeah. and deliver what they say they can deliver, then there could be a change, couldn't there? Yeah. So what I would say to people, actually, I understand that perhaps um, you are where you are with your people or your headcount, but actually, if we've got a very, very good person here that we can propose to you that can make a significant difference, why wouldn't you have a cup of tea? You always have a chat. Always have a conversation. We should yeah, review yeah. your options. Yeah. And anything we can do like that, which uses social media and the solutions that Ben spoke about, there is a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you've only got to go now to the car garage. I mean, it's taking slightly away, but the use of media. Um, you know, go to car garage, get your service done. Most of the garages now send you a video from the technician walking around your car saying he's checked underneath, he's checked the brakes, he's checked here, show your tyre tread on the video. Yeah. You know, because it's very personal, very intimate, and it's your car, and it's probably something you, you probably enjoy, if that makes sense. But equally on the other side of it, if you're buying a new car, gone as to certainly the, the, the brochure. You don't get a brochure anymore, it's all online, but to try yeah. and make it more personal, yeah. what, what I've realised they're doing is actually this car salesman mm. takes his own phone mm. round the car and talks to you and sends you a little email saying, thanks yeah. for coming to see me, uh, here's a little personal video of me telling you all the gadgets and the features yeah. of your yeah. own car. Yeah. How much more personal well, is that? Demonstrate what you just said there, very, very briefly. I recently brought a car um, just last year actually, and um, I walked out of the garage because we couldn't agree on the price. And then as soon as I walked to the garage, walking across the garage forecourt to the next garage, my phone pinged, and on my phone was a film of the car I just said no to, mm. all around it. They'd pre-done it yeah. before. They have pre-done that film, exactly what you just said there. Yeah, and that's using video, that's very smart. Because yeah. everything is how much you will be different than others. Of course. So that's mm -hmm. the point. And the video gets it you across. You be on the front of them, not behind them. Yeah. Oh, and actually, in that story, which I forgot <coughs> to mention, um, the desire for me is the cussle went up by seeing this very clever film that Darren mentioned there, and what did I do? I brought the car, mm. which demonstrates exactly your point, what we're saying about mm. film being so important. Yeah. It's well, all about your experience, isn't it? It's definitely. Um, you're selling an experience, you're selling a, um, something different, something new, as you said, with your video, mm. you, your new car, uh, and I presume you bought it in the end as well. Mm. Um, it's all about that, what can we do for you? What's gonna make uh, this experience different for you? Correct. Uh, and as I said, and it's very positive. Because I came from other country, I can connect knowledge and uh, experience which I collect there and here, and use this here. I've got some ace in my sleeve, which is like we are pre preparing some, some very smart solution for High Street, how to make different mm -hmm. your your shop, your showroom. Yeah. 
you know yes, what I'm talking names, about. Names, don't yes. don't mention the name. <laughs> but definitely, we are getting ready for some yeah. change. But the experience has got to change. People into shops. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So but the experience has got to change. I mean, the th the thing is now, if you look at the high street today, without any shadow of a doubt, it's it's deteriorating in one way, but it's expanding in another. And I think it's just the, it, it, we're just seeing a change. It's not the high street is dead to a certain degree. Like, it, it, it is, and how you buy, you know, that, and that's changing. And I think that is where a lot of the brands, the, the the staple brands of our high street have gone wrong is they haven't adapted. They're slow. They're like a, a big oil tanker. They take a long time to well, turn. Well you, well, you know, Darren, because in total retail sales in the UK market is 17% is online. Mm -hmm. That's total retail sales. In the States, it's 15%. So we're a little bit ahead of our American cousins. But that's growing over here 25% year on year on year. And that's what's happening. So if mm -hmm. the retailer understands those facts, which are facts, and of course, you can make a change to business. Yeah, definitely. As and you understand. I do. Yeah. Just, um, just going to move slightly on to, to, to training and, and yes. education. Yes. We were talking earlier a little bit about um, the fact that you obviously the recruitment side of it, but getting younger people in, getting people maybe a change of jobs. You know, with a point of like trying to get them educated. What, what's, what's the best options out there from from your point of view? Do you know? Do you know? It's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's been talked about for years and years and years. It's like where, where do you go? For training, where do you go to find an apprentice? And depending on which industry you're in, is a different answer. So if you're a, as you guys are, a BMF member, God's Merchant Federation, then the BMF do a fabulous apprenticeship scheme there, and that's where someone takes all the um, administration, the, um, the research and selection away from you in your busy day and organises it for you. Yep. So that's definitely worth a look in on there for definite. Um, and I can, if you're a, um, uh, let's say you're a furniture manufacturer or you're wanting to get into insulation and so forth, then you can go to um, organisations such as uh, Fiesta, which is a, an organisation in terms of understanding um, what options there are and pulling everybody together to speak in the same language. Um, I've just very recently joined the Furniture Makers Company, and again, they're very prominent in terms of driving the training and education message. That's very, very key as well. But basically down to um, sort of basic training in terms of where do you send someone for like a day's training rather than say, let's say a three-year design degree course, mm -hmm. where do you send someone for like a day's spot training? Because sometimes that can make a difference. So there are very, very few options available at this moment in time. So if you're a merchant, Darren, you can go to any um, BMF service provider, which would be... Um, different training modules mm -hmm. which can happen in Coventry at the BMF's head office or can happen at the training provider's premises. All kinds of topics like margin, markup, you know, sales training is very, very important, design training, management training, all these things can be delivered at a very low cost. And the clever person understands if you invest in a day of time, you can go forward 10 days and you go forward in terms of multiplication when you turn over and your profit. Mm -hmm. And that's a clever person if you invest in that aspect. I think a lot of manufacturers are, are picking up on that as well. And uh, you'll find a lot of manufacturers coming to the market now offering additional training for their customers. And that's very, very important. That should be encouraged. Do you know what, what you just said there was, was absolutely spot on? Because I remember going back a, a while ago now, uh, Jacuzzi used to yeah. offer uh, training. And they used to have a, a bronze, silver and gold training course. And the content was maybe... Uh, a bit sales training, so it was, it was sales training to the individual. So if you were, if you're in a showroom, help you to, to close a deal, close yeah. a sale. But it also covered lots of points about why that brand was different, why that manufacturer was different to the others. So what they did was you, know, you spent a day um, up there, and you spend a whole day training about 
the jacuzzi ethos, what the product was about, what the brand was about. Because when you understand that and you get that message across to the consumer, they then fall in love with that. Chances are they come and they're talking about that brand because they fall in love with it anyway. Right. So you're just supporting their little tick boxes and you make right. them feel good. Right. And a lot, of the, a lot of manufacturers, do you know what, they, they forget that. Right. They come around, this is my new brochure, yeah. Yeah. this is the new product. Yeah. See you later, goodbye. Yeah. And you think to yourself, and you wonder why people haven't got the affiliation with your brand on the showroom floor. Exactly, yeah. I will give you a little story to back up what you just said there. Very, very, very story. So when I first started in retailing with John Lewis, there I was working on the management trainee program there, Darren. I worked on the bathroom accessories department for a little while there. And there was one area manager that kept coming in that made a very big difference in training me on all the USPs about his products, his bathroom accessories products stuck in my head and he came back four weeks later told me when he was coming back and put it in the diary I became an absolute expert at what he was selling so John Lewis Welling Garden City was selling more than John Lewis Oxford Street of that particular product sector because of that guy's training mm. and that's all it proves it, it works and it proves it, it works yeah and it's a very simple thing and that's where a lot of manufacturers I think you know everyone's cutting it th fine, they're all struggling, you know, we're all, all busy, if that makes sense, and the, the area salesmen or women have got a lot of time going round and they've got to see so many 200 clients or whatever it may be, and, and really they should do half that or a quarter of that and spend time training the ones to get them on board with the brand. Existing customers. Yeah, 100%. Making, making a difference. Make a, it will make, actually make a difference opposed to just going around and, and ticking a box, I've been in there. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah. and, and just with regards to apprenticeships, how does... Yeah. Um, what, what sort of opportunities are there in the industry? Because how do we attract people to the kitchens and bathrooms industry? And that, that's, that to me is key. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think we could all say that when we left school, we didn't decide to be in the kitchen and bathroom mm, merchant yeah, industry. That is very true. Know, I guess you, you sort of fall into it. So I think at, at the minute, there are, there are limited options, is very fair to say. But just going back on what I said before, you know, anyone interested in terms of merchanting, in terms of looking at apprenticeship options, you need to go to provider, but sometimes going to provider is very, very difficult to understand what you can and can't achieve from doing that. So if you go to the Builders Merchant Federation in Coventry and speak to them, they will advise you accordingly. They have little, um, they have um, some tie-ins, sorry, with some some companies who specialise in that, yep. and all that advice can be sought from from those guys. And that's very, very important that um, the more and more. Um, companies, associations, invest in younger people, because mm -hmm. you know yourself, Dan, if you think about um, you know, how many new people are coming in, it's the same faces, yep. and not many people nowadays who are leaving um, school or education mm -hmm. want to get their hands dirty, they want to do things that are clean on IT and things that don't involve um, rolling your sleeves up. Yep. And that, that's why it's important that, that you know, organisations such as the BMF will visit colleges, visit um, schools. Um, I'm a BMF ambassador myself, which I'm about to get involved in doing that, to spread that word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I say I, I went to, to one of the colleges in London recently as a BMF ambassador, which I am as well. Yeah. And myself and Freddie, we went there for the uh, afternoon and chatting to some of the young people. And you're right, you, you, they're coming along and saying to you, hi, what do you do? They see a picture of a brick wall behind them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they want to be architects. They want to yeah. be scientists from that point of view. They all got like, these dreamy ideas. Yeah. And you, you, we must have saw, I must have seen, 150 people walk past down, 200 people, whatever it may be, and everybody had a dream, a vet, uh, you know, some some 
category of job, and you think, well, you can't all be vets. You can't all be architects. Because this is one school, one area, there's 150 of you want to be an architect. It just isn't going to happen. Uh, and they need to understand as well, we were quite, I say brutal in many ways, but we were like brutal in telling them, do you know what, if it doesn't work out, there's other jobs out there, because the chances are it's not going to work out for every single one of them. And we were trying to get across the fact that the BMF does have these apprenticeships available for them to come on board and learn about the industry. But also in our industry, you know, you think, oh, I think of a bathroom or kitchen designer, they have a huge synergy with an architect. Sure. So for me, if they want to be an architect and they don't quite make it, what, what better job is there than a kitchen designer or a high-end retailer? You can, yeah. A, you can earn a good salary, yeah. and B, which is what they really want. And, and on the other side of it, yeah. it's very close to being an architect. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I, mean, I, think, I think in terms of merchanting, it would appear for most it's not a very sexy industry, but actually mm. it's a very, very fun industry to be in. Mm-hmm. It's not perhaps as people would think it is in terms of, not limited, is it? No. It's very, very vast. There's a couple of other options actually to answer your question. So, in terms of Fiesta, if you look at Fiesta's website, and this is an organisation that pulls everything together in terms of giving those solutions to um, people who are interested in where you get that information from, look at their website and there'll be a helpline number in terms of where you go from a service provider in terms of apprenticeships, mm-hmm. in terms of the, the industry that we work in. But if you're looking at in, in specifics of, um, let's say, kitchens and bathrooms in, in that sector, then TCAP, the Kitchen Education Trust, okay. again, look at that website. There are um, apprenticeship advice and solutions and options to review there. And there's a, de- there's a design degree technician um, uh, degree that you can attend, which is based at um, the Bucks University. Yes. And that's a three-year course, actually, which quite a few um, KBB uh, manufacturers support in Darren. Yep, so, I've seen that. Uh, and that. I think that's important that the manufacturers do support the students going through that mm-hmm. to come up with actually a qualification at the end of it. So there are lots of options there you can look at. But obviously in terms of um, the, the wider spectrum, if anybody would like to contact myself, I'm quite happy to have a conversation. Okay, perfect. Um, and then just uh, just to sort of like final on a few little things, I wanted to talk about um, YouTube and the use of YouTube for businesses. I know it's a moved on a slightly different tangent, but you know, how, how important is YouTube to a business? Uh, I believe it's important like uh, any other advertising and this channel uh, more, maybe is more dedicated for younger mm-hmm. at the moment. So I think it's uh, because we need them uh, for our recruitment as well. So we need good educated people in the recruitment side. So it's worth to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely, because that's the first year of Acres uh, was very busy and we've done a lot in this time, but next time, uh, next year, we want to spend more focus on video content and we will be sharing the knowledge, we will be sharing the tips to people, so definitely we will use YouTube and much more than we did till now. We will have a YouTube channel currently that you can see some examples of what Cordian's created today. And it's yep. not and it's not only about video and what you're doing with your podcasting. You're on YouTube and in podcast services yep. as well. So I believe it's worth to deliver knowledge in every possible way. Mm-hmm. So um, because I prefer learn everywhere everywhere I go. Yes. So when I run, when I walking in the garden, when I driving to work. I listen, I'm learning. So that's my point on this on yeah. this side. So I really like to, to listen to your, your podcast as well. Yeah. So 
That's good. I was just going to mention one thing on social media we didn't cover, and, and it was it was actually a, a, a Pinterest, uh, and it's a channel that we've we actually as a business have recently seen uh, quite a big explosion. It's been around for I don't know how long? A long time, uh, probably ten years plus. Uh, it's been around a long time, and, and but we've recently seen the growth in use of the likes of Pinterest has mm. accelerated dramatically, mm. and it's funny how people have. So I think they use it as a machine now for, to, to mm. pick their bathrooms, their kitchens, and mm -hmm. having a look at different things. Mm. It, it's just an interesting point that with the, to the traffic data coming to our website, mm. it's just steadily, steadily increased, and then suddenly in the last year or so, it's really started to um, increase quite a lot. Because so. when we are talking about uh, YouTube, so I just give you an uh, example of how that could work. So I need to find a solution for something I'm looking for. Okay, doesn't matter, is it IT, is it some home craft, anything. Mm -hmm. Where would you go first if you want to find this? So you will not spend hours to search a proper book, you will not spend hours to search a Google to find this knowledge or read this. You're going on YouTube and you've got this there. Yeah. That's the point. I was fixing my car last month myself. Yeah. Of course, you can go to garage, sorry garages, but <laughs> I've got YouTube. So yeah, I, I'm going to YouTube and, and just found a solution there. That's why it's worth to be on there. The thing, the, thing that the, the overriding point to make here is, is that you want a website or a social media post. You want someone to contact you. Mm -hmm. And what any business wants is driving incremental people into your business. That's what, that should be the number one objective. Mm -hmm. So if more people did that, they wouldn't say, do you know what, Simon, no one's coming into my showroom or my merchant. And they fold their arms and they say, well, I understand no one's coming and it's very quiet, it's very challenging, but what are you doing about it? And they say, well, no one's coming in. Mm -hmm. So I think from our point of view, that's the gap we talked about earlier on, is how can we or other service providers help a merchant, help an independent retailer generate more interest in their business? That's where we are. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's the gap in the market. Yep, excellent. But very much, so, Darren, like I said before, very, very much is coming across loud and clear is got to be in layman's terms because otherwise you just shut people down. Yeah, well, they don't understand, and and, the, and most of the people running the businesses, to be fair to them, are of a different generation and two or three generations different to what the people they're recruiting, yeah. or they're even their customers. Yeah. So it can it's a huge difference. So a big a big thing we do at the minute in terms of um, the, our advice is actually if you haven't got a company film talking about what you do, you need a company film because that company film can be spliced into different social media posts and can make a dramatic difference to your business. Mm -hmm. And it's relatively inexpensive to do it as well. Yep. It's a time factor. Yep. And, and it's not, as you say, it's not, it isn't actually that difficult in many ways from the point of view of doing it. Correct. Nowadays, you get the camera equipment, you've got the microphones, you can get it all together. You know, if you, if you tried to do this 20 years ago, mm. it would have been yeah. a massive challenge. Correct. You know, so you know, even, at your, even at our level, your level would have been a huge challenge, but today it's, it's relatively easy to do. It's important to note as well with the social media channels, there are tools linked to those channels, for example, your Facebook business page, there are analytics you can check as a business owner mm -hmm. um, to see how much traffic you're getting to your Facebook page or how many views that post has actually got or how many clicks has this link got. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely worth looking into if you haven't already um, got a Facebook business page, definitely start with that and open from there, I believe. Okay. And the choice, if you got these data, so you can read them properly, then you can understand your business better, so you can help yourself uh, when you do something wrong, because it's clearly shown That's right, yeah. on details. But the, the, advice, the advice we would give um, in terms of once you've got that um, social media solution, that post out there, and then when you get the contacts, the advice we would give, three, three things we would advise 
in terms of getting that next stage is to say to the uh, potential customer, you know, where else have you been for that product or service? Mm -hmm. You know, wh when do you when do you want that product or service so you can manage your time? And the third thing is you have to understand some kind of budget if it's a higher value purchase because no point in trying to sell either the best insulation, Darren, that you've got on the market if the budget's here but asking the right questions. So I think um, mm -hmm. there are three things I'd always say that people should um, be asking very quickly on the uh, the initial contact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you're using social media, you can use this as well to listen to your customers. Um, years ago, I was connected with a company from... Um, Poland, which was delivering the cash machines, the till machines to the shops. Um, I was doing the service for that. So then, that was the, I think, Japanese company called Sharp. Sorry for mentioning my name, but it's important. So the company with the big, you know, roots in Japan were selling stuff in Poland. And the way when they pr delivered the product, the product went to the to the customers, and the feedback from the customers went back to them. Was took years or months, mm -hmm. for example. So if customer needs some change in the product, that took months to do this. Now, when you listen the market, when you listen this, uh, look at the at the, um, the startups. Yeah. So something starts online in people brains. They show some bits. And when the product is delivered to the customers, they got feedback, they got some ideas from the customers mm -hmm. before they made mistakes. Yeah, that's true. That's how smart is used the social media. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we, have a, we have Trustpilot, and uh, yeah. that's, that's a yeah. huge accountability. It, it services a lot of different areas from the point of view of, of your reviews, but also feedback. Um, you know, people will be very, very quick to leave you honest feedback if you've made a mistake or your courier's oh. made a mistake or oh. the product's not up to spec or whatever it may be, you'll get feedback very quickly. So this is going all these channels. consumer confidence, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. So what do you do that's different about your business? If you do it well, you need to shout about it. Yeah, definitely. Guys, it's been fabulous talking. Okay, um, thank you guys, it was excellent having you here, uh, to Ben, Cordian and Simon, it was uh, a pleasure and learning lots about apprenticeships, training and education, it was, uh, it was really good and obviously recruitment from yourself. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, being Thanks honest, when I was listening to your podcasts, I was thinking maybe one day I will be here. So no, good. Well, good. well, you're here. It's done. Uh, and if they, anyone wants to contact you guys, uh, obviously, uh, yeah, website? Absolutely, yeah. Website is, uh, you could say it's the first point of call, or the number is 0203 701 Okay, cool. Perfect. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Darren.